and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We're back. Hello, I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we took we took a break again. Uh, people are busy. Mm. It is the it is the encroaching holiday times and it spoilers. Is the encroaching holiday spoilers, times, the yeah. next one's gonna be even longer. Yeah, but, that's uh, fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're all we're all we're all busy for like the month of December and even a chunk of January. So, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll yep. you can deal with it. I'm sure y'all yeah. are busy too. The, the listening yeah, listening to, y'all. I'd love to spend you know the break of, off of work uh, playing video games the whole time, but uh, I'm moving houses, so yep. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a little hectic, and all hectic. this stuff's gonna be in boxes for a while. So we'll see how soon I get back to the point of having a recording set up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's fine. It's it's a lot. We don't want to we don't want to add to your uh, inevitable stressful next month or so. Yeah. So, so taking yeah. a break from that, we're taking a break from uh, Blue California as well, which is the. Uh, the stream I've been doing with uh, Lee Grainer and Sean Bo and uh, Jamie Antoinette, who's another one of our USC friendos. Mm. Um, we've been doing a, like, theoretically every other Wednesday. We've only done it twice so far, and now we're taking a break. So, But, like, theoretically, like, I think we decided we we're going to do, like, first, third, and fifth Wednesdays of the month uh, as our general schedule. But we're uh -huh. doing, like, a live play tabletop stream. Um, oh, cool. that Lee designed the setting for called Blue California. And uh, it's it's one of those like sort of weird small town fictions a la, you know, your, your Welcome to Night Vales, your Buffy the Vampire Slayers, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, and I am playing uh, I am playing all of the seagulls in the town. Amazing. There's there's a, a character class in this uh, in this system called the Zeitgeist, which is like basically like a hive mind character, and it's meant to be like Sense Eight kind of thing where you you know you like pick four to five people, and those people all have like some kind of like psychic connection to each other, uh, right? Um, but I asked if I could just play like a bunch of flocks of birds, so so I'm just playing I'm just playing all of the seagulls. That's really, really good. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like yeah. the idea of being all of the seagulls. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's very convenient because, like, whenever the DM needs to, like, move the plot along, they can just say, uh, hey, you know, a seagull over here notices this thing, <laughs> right? Like, because I'm everywhere. I'm the, all the seagulls. Oh, amazing. That's, like, that's such a good... <laughs> I, I'm, oh, the, the shenanigans. Yep, yeah, no, this is a, the, our intent is for this to be a very heavily shenanigans playthrough. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, great. Excellent. Highly recommend, uh, I think the first two episodes now are probably on YouTube. Um, or probably also on VODs on Lee's channel, which is, I think, twitch.tv slash Lee Grainer. Nice. So shameless yeah, plug for that. check that out. <clears throat> uh, but and yeah. That's that's kind of what I've been up to lately. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done much. I 
Well, I started doing the Advent of Code challenge now for the month Ooh. of December, cool. which for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a small programming challenge they give each day. Yeah, like Advent calendar. Very cool. And it's How like, I'm not super good at programming, so it's kind of perfect because it starts off at least very quite simple. And then it gets harder bit. and harder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. So what kind of uh, challenges have you had so far? Um, it's a lot about like uh, the first one was a big list of like random letters and numbers, and then you have to like parse the list and find the first, first and last numbers and put them together. And then also, sometimes it was written, like, with letters, one, two, three, and sometimes oh. it was actual numbers. Does it still count if it's written in, in yes. words? Oh, that's mean. Because <laughs> then you can't just use, like, an isDigit function. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I've been getting stuck at those, and it's... I don't know. I like it. I usually yeah. do like the first few, and then I have other stuff. To yeah, do. especially if Fall they off. get harder. I can imagine, like as as they get harder, you get less and less time towards the end of the month as like the holidays ramp up. Yeah, hard mode. The week of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of my uh, programming team days. We did like competition programming. And you always get, like, weird little problems like that. Mm, that sounds uh, I fun. wish I was better at writing code. It's well, so useful. I, the, you know, the, this challenge will help you get there, I guess. Yeah, you're gonna get better. By hook or by crook, man. Um, that reminds me, I actually also did... Uh, NaNoWriMo this year, so that's the oh, other yeah. thing. Oh yeah, how did that go? It's We're, uh, we're out finished, in November now. I finished the, uh, the you know, um, draft that I was working on. It's it's so much easier to do NaNo when you're just revising a draft. So you don't have to, like, figure out what, like, where the plot goes. I believe um, it. <laughs> so I finished that, and I, like, you know, did a quick proofread on the first chapter, so I think it's, uh, you know, ready for me to start submitting to agents and, and publishers and stuff. Um, not that I have super high hopes for that. Apparently it is a very bad time for publishing if you are not already an influencer with a large built-in audience. But, um, you know, figure might as well give it the old college try, as it were. Yeah. And worst comes to worst, you could you could become an influencer first and then try to sell your book. <laughs> you know, the thought has occurred to me that that might be the only option. It's like I have highlights. Get on book talk. <laughs> I do not have uh, I do not have the capability of doing that. I think that's. I mean, like if I really wanted to try that, like I could, you know, like push hard on Blue California and like ask Sean if I could do some collabs with him or something. You know, like. I could yeah. I could leverage like the connections that I have, but it, that feels like real gross, and I don't I don't really want to be an influencer. Also, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the easiest approach. No, or like if that's uh, that approach is easier than just 
yeah, no, definitely not. But uh, also publishing is, like, stupid right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's so weird how, ev- like, everything, every creative pursuit has to be, like, tied to a social media presence. I yeah. I don't know, it makes me sad and, uh, ugh. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I think it's a good book. I'm really happy with it. There's, um, you know, there's some chapters I need to work on towards the middle that are like a little too expositiony and stuff like that. But, you know, I I'm I'm proud of it. I think I did a good job. I mean, you wrote like, a fucking book. That's like definitely like even if nothing, even if you never I, get a publisher for it, like I that's something a, to be so second, proud of. I wrote a second fucking book. This is my you wrote second a, okay. full novel. You've written two... F- I forgot. Yeah, you have. You've written two fucking books. That's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. I have a day job. <laughs> Guys, we need this podcast to get really big so that, so that I can sell yeah. my book. Yes. 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 Goals. Okay. We're taking yeah. a break, but when we come back... It's all it's all book, baby. Twenty twenty four resolution. Yeah, we may have to actually get episodes out on time. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna play right. um only visual novel for the <laughs> next year. Is that what uh, people are into these days? That I one? don't know. It's it's the closest thing I could think of to book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that we have a better built-in audience for, uh... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, only only queer visual novels in 2024, that's... That's how we're gonna go. We only yeah. play books. <laughs> we only play books. This becomes just literally a book club. That's fine. Um, I, um... I was, uh, over the, like, the last, uh... Like, about a year ago, I think, I was... I started rereading the Redwall books. And I haven't, I got through like the first four or something and I need to pick those back up again because like, man, they're, they're deaf. They're clearly books for children, but like they hold up. I was enjoying reading them for sure. So. I wish I, I, I like, I wish I could have gotten into those books. They seem like books that I would have enjoyed, but I, I started with Martin the Warrior and pretty early on there's a section where like there's a lot of moles talking and the moles talk with like an incredibly heavy accent that they write out literally mm-hmm. like phonetically yeah. in the book. And I, I, it was so much mental effort for me to parse that section that I put down the book and never picked it up again. Yeah. That's usually there's not more than like one mole character in the entire <laughs> book. Um, one or two and like they don't usually have like big roles so i get it for sure but yeah um yeah just start reading them they're they're nice little reads um i mean if you want to (laughs) but yeah um okay this has been the book segment (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh we can do the tv segment as well if you want uh because i decided i decided to like just this past weekend pretty much like binge a bunch of stuff Um, so I watched, uh, all of, uh, specifically, I guess I've been binging Marvel stuff. Um, I watched all of, uh, the She-Hulk series, and Mm. I watched the second season of Loki. Uh, and I also went to see Marvels recently. I don't remember if I talked about that last time. I think it's been since the last one. 
uh, which was the the latest movie. Um, all of which, you know, if you like Marvel stuff, they're all, you know, up to snuff Marvel stuff. I would say Marvel's as a movie is like, it's it's a little threadbare in terms of plot, but it compensates for this by having not one but two of my favorite scenes in the entire Marvel canon. Oh, um, okay. Which uh, I don't want to spoil because they're just, they're so good. I was laughing really hard. Uh, for a lot of that movie, and I'm not normally like a laugh out loud in the theater kind of person, uh, and I was like legit laughing out loud. Um, uh, I will say the one my favorite of the two uh, contains a reference to a specific musical. Um, that's all I'll say about it. Oh God. Uh, and so. Yeah, so those were good. I think um, of the things that I've binged, season two of Loki is probably my favorite. That one was, like, really fun. That show is all, like, time shenanigans, basically. Uh, yeah. And I do love me some time shenanigans. So, yeah, highly then, recommend Loki. That's one that, like, we've been we've been thinking about watching. Um, we We started in the last, like, two weeks. We just decided to do it. Uh, we started watching Seinfeld from the beginning. Okay, um, and it's 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 good. I don't know. I never I never like thought that I would enjoy it particularly, but uh, yeah, no, it's we are we are quite enjoying it. Was it. A, it was a like you know generation defining sitcom for a yeah, while. Like like we just watched an episode where Kramer moves to California to become an actor. Uh, he moves to LA to become an actor, and while he's there, he um, he gets accused of being a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> through like a series of wacky mis um, you know miscommunications, etc. Like just just that kind of shit. Like what? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a, a a great show about just awful people. <laughs> Which I think I think that's just like the the real sitcom formula anymore. Yeah, um, that's kind of, of why I don't probably. watch. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't watch sitcoms a lot is because I yeah. don't. I, I've gotten tired of be, stuff being about horrible people. Yeah, um, that's why I was. I really loved like The Good Place, mm. where it's like you know I I really want to root for these people. They're they're such like they're trying so hard. Yeah. Yeah, we were watching a bit of Modern Family for a while, and that's kind of the same thing. It's like nobody really sucks. It's just family dynamics, um, which is fine. So, yeah, so that's where we're at. Carl, what have you been watching? Or have you just been deep in the code mines? Oh, I haven't really been watching anything. I've started reading again, which I've oh, had nice. like a period of time without any like real book that I wanted to read. But I started reading again, and uh, damn it, it's nice. It's, I like reading. Yeah, it's nice to read. It is. It's, it's surprising when you find one that like reminds you of like, oh yeah, it's actually like really fun to like curl up with a book for an hour or two and just like get absorbed into it. Yeah, and especially I commute to work, mm. so it's nice to have a book. Instead yeah. of just like crawling through news and 
Reddit posts. Yeah. <laughs> or just I, assume, like... I assume you commute by public transit, so you are reading yes. physically and not driving. <laughs> yes, yeah. I take the train. That's okay. expert mode, is reading while driving. Oh, no. Do, well, do not also, attempt, unless you you're extremely audio, competent. You can audiobooks while driving, which is sort yeah, of Yeah, I guess same, that's true. But... I I can't do audiobooks just in general. I, like, yeah. my brain, I can't, I can't just, like, focus on, on an audio track. I have to have, I have to have, like, the visual component. It's like sometimes my ADD is hitting too hard and I have to turn on subtitles while I'm watching TV. Because, mm -hmm. because otherwise I, like, don't have anything to zero in on. It sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah Huck consumes a lot of books while playing video games for that reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Alright, well, I don't have a good segue. Do you want to, should we talk about uh, the game? Speaking of video games. <laughs> or speaking of video games, yeah. The, yeah, the easiest about... segue there is. Let's talk about let's talk about the game we played. Okay, yeah, we played Cocoon, um, developed by Geometric Interactive, uh, including a, a former designer from Playdead who worked on Inside and Limbo, um, published by the old standby Annapurna. Yep. Um, our dear which friends, is a game, Annapurna. Yeah, our 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 good good friends, um, which is a game about jumping in between. Worlds stored in little orbs, um, yeah. and tra traversing a, a mysterious kind of alien world. Several mysterious yeah. alien worlds. It's a kind of a cool concept because, like the there are levels, but the levels are also physical objects that you can interact with and do shit with. Um, and yeah. once you beat the boss of each level, the level object gains uh, a power that you can then use whenever you're carrying that level around. And sometimes you need the power from one level in a different level, so you have to carry that level inside the other level, and it just, it gets, it can get kind of convoluted by the end. Yeah, it, um, it starts off very straightforward, and we were briefly talking about this before we started recording. It's like, it's pretty straightforward for the first, like, 80%, and then that last 20% of the game is like, I don't fucking know, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know how to solve this, like, I don't even know what my objective is. Um, yeah, yeah, the first parts of the game are very much contained, like, here's one world you're in, or, like, here's a few places in one world where you mm -hmm. can access. And then they remove the limits. Yeah, yeah, they grow, they ramp it up, um, which I appreciate. I, d I don't think I. There were like a few spots throughout the game where I felt like stuck for you know thirty seconds to a minute or whatever, um, where I felt stuck enough that I considered looking something up, but I never actually ended up going so far as to look something up. And so I felt proud of myself when I finally figured it out. That's um, good. I, and they I did look did... up a couple things. But, they did know. do a really good job, I thought, of um, locking you out of things you're not supposed to consider most of yes. the time. Where yes. it's like, hey, here's this puzzle. No, 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 no. Don't try to go back for that other orb. <laughs> like, you don't need that other orb. We promise. You can solve yeah. it with what you have here. <laughs> yeah, that is immensely helpful. Um, and like, yeah, even if, I don't know, like... You don't need to go back to a previous area, so they just completely remove like the floating platform that took you there in the first place. Like, yeah, 
it's gone. You don't need to consider it. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. really, really helpful. Except when yeah. they do the secret, yeah. like uh, the secret unlock. The people. moon ancestors. Oh yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. such a great name. I missed several of the not. I mean, I think I got like over half of them without really trying. Um, but yeah, that they uh, they're missable if you yeah. <laughs> if you don't catch them. Yeah. Um, Although, I guess you can chapter select later. I but... was gonna say the game has like one of my favorite chapter select screens where literally it's just like you can cycle through the different percentages complete that you like. Ooh. It sh it literally shows like the percent complete like through the game it is. And like a little screenshot of like where you start, um, okay. and it's like that is so helpful. <laughs> and you can once you've unlocked stuff, you can jump back and forth if you want to like make sure you collect uh, all of the things. And there's not there's not like a different ending for collecting all the things. My understanding is there is a secret ending in the game, but it's like an incredibly hidden, complex like arg level thing that's like I, i've like i haven't looked into it much but it's, it's like probably not worth the trouble <laughs> so i didn't i didn't go for it okay, at that point you might as well just not even have a, have a secret ending but you know yeah. um what are you gonna do the, the other thing that i really liked as far as like uh, cluing you into the puzzle solving is that <clears throat> it would often play a musical sting when you figured out the solution and had started going through the solution, but before you actually finish doing it. So, like, if you if you have, like, picked up the right object or you've put uh, put an orb in the right spot, it'll play a little musical sting so that you know, like, okay, you're on the right track. Nice. Um, which I noticed after being stuck several times. Yeah. Um, God, but just the... a nice little touch. The, like, the sheer galaxy brainness that you have to be as a dev team to mm -hmm. design these in such a way that the player can't get stuck. Like, yes. yeah. oh man, I was so sure there would be something I would do that would get me stuck somewhere. But no, it is like fine-tuned as hell. Yeah, there, yeah. Were, there were a couple points where I was like, am I stuck? I feel like I'm stuck. And I had to just stop and be like, no, there's no possible way that I'm stuck because this is so tightly designed. But yeah. it's just it's just a me problem. <laughs> it feels like it also it's easy to get stuck like or create scenarios where players can get stuck since there's yeah. a lot of like one ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about closing off something behind someone, is you have to not close off a path that they might still need to go back and get something. Mm. Um so you have to be very, very cautious. There's yeah, there's a lot of like little springboards that like send you down to a different like vertical level and you can't get back up or you know yeah platforms that disappear behind you and you know if you don't have the correct orbs with you like you would be stuck but no you always have the orbs you need it's crazy i am yeah. like incredibly impressed by the design work in this yeah that's that's i think that's kind of my whole like vibe with this game i really liked this game i did not always enjoy playing it, but yeah. um, but I like it's just so well made and the the vibes is good. Uh, yeah, I think that's just, a really just... good statement. The vibes 
is good. The vibes yeah. is good. Yeah, was... the, the aesthetic is freaking immaculate in this game. I I am in love with the aesthetic of this game. It's yeah, sort so of, uh... I guess I guess we can sort of talk about like the look and look and feel. Um, it's uh, basically you play as a little like Beetle Man, Beetle yeah. Man, <laughs> um, in a, a a series of very alien landscapes. So like you've kind of got like the core world, which is very mechanical. There's like a desert, desert zone. Yeah, like um, a red, a red mesas kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. big, big um, foresty mangrove swamp, and mm-hmm. then the the internal uh, like nervous system world. Yeah, which is like creepy as hell. Yeah, like the the purple world, but I mean the other ones especially like were giving me like like HR Giger vibes, but without without the scariness of it. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. The, it, like, that purple world is like everything is organic and gooey and, and like squishy, squishy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was everything thinking... is everything is like instead of you know like doors, everything is like a sphincter, and it's like weird. Yeah, it's like sphincters and like mem like there's no walls. It's just like membranes that you yeah. can kind of see through. Um, yeah. yeah, I was I was thinking while playing this um, about like other other things that kind of felt similarly in vibes and i think i think playing this kind of keyed me into something that i like that i maybe hadn't clocked that i like and it's it's stuff like that that is really alien but not necessarily threatening so it's like stuff like this stuff like um like the whole vibe of morrowind like morrowind's one of my favorite games and it's there's so much just like weird alien shit, but it's not like scary or threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna it's, think more about was, that kind of stuff. It was definitely also like tickling what I like about surrealist stuff, right? This mm-hmm. sort of like you know semi like recognizable but semi abstract. And you interact with it in ways that are kind of meta and you don't quite expect. And um, like the, it turns out the the what what you were saying is like the main world uh, is also a, a sphere level. An, an so orb, at one yeah. point you le- you leave that orb and you go into this like weird, like sort of orange fire and black holes aesthetic. Um, yeah, that's like the outside universe, and then you pick up that level and you move around with it, and it's like, man, that's I don't know. Some of the some of the that aesthetic is like really cool. I really like mm-hmm. that sort of outermost layer. Yeah, I gotta admit, I got lost in what world I was in. Yeah, at <laughs> that some happens. point. Yeah, it's like the 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 three like main ones that you get the orange, the green, and the purple are all pretty distinct. But then once you get into like the white one and um, the the like you know the rest of it, it's it gets it gets a little more nebulous. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah. Also, the, the having very distinct aesthetics does help ground you a little bit in like okay, mm-hmm. like I must be in the white world because everything around me is metal. So. Yeah. Um the the other thing that I guess we can touch on is I have no fucking clue what the plot is to this game. No. I have no, no idea. Me neither. Yeah. I mean it's very like... like abstract. 
Yeah, but it comes a point with abstract stuff where it stops having any meaning to me. Yeah. It's it yeah. seems like there are some kind of like big evil boss monsters infesting each of these worlds and you are like summoned in to cleanse them. But also like maybe you are one of these big boss monsters or you're working for one. It's unclear. Or maybe you have I... some kind of agreement with them. Also, yeah, you think... leave your worlds and come back to your starting point, which was in one of those worlds. Yep. I don't yeah. know. The thing that I kept thinking about was, like, the idea of, like, you're breaking out of a, like, quantum galaxy prison. Um, mm. So, like, the big boss monsters are, like like the wardens or something i don't think that's like what they were going for but that was kind of the vibe i was yeah kind of just just saying like yeah okay this is this is what i'm gonna say is is the plot um but then i think you just like become a a planet at the end so ah who knows yeah or or you the the orbs become planets or something um i don't know it's it's aesthetically cool it's like Mm -hmm. interesting to watch it happen um if you uh if you have collected for every world where you've collected all of the moon ancestors when they become planets there's like a bunch of little like lights orbiting them mm-hmm. uh for the for the moon ancestors which is pretty cute. Um I had only yeah. missed two so at the end I did go back and find the last two moon ancestors that I had missed and Yeah, I think uh, I had like yeah. maybe four and it wasn't worth it to me to go back. Um there was even one where I knew that I where I knew where it was that I had missed it but it was like right after a moving platform that goes away. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that, I know there it's there. Ch- yeah. There might have been a checkpoint there. Because um, a lot Maybe. of the checkpoints are right after those, like, closing off the previous path moments. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, missed the, the yeah. one, which was a, like, it's a, it was a right or left turn, and I went left. Mm, yeah. And it was right. <laughs> yep. Um... The the there is one thing that I looked up, and it was just um, it was one of the moon ancestors, and it was just to make sure that I wasn't like missing something and like moving past it when I should be able to get to it. And the thing I saw was like, no, 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 you will come back to this in just a moment. And it's like, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> like I can yeah. wait. Yeah, there's was a lot the of that one? too. It was the one in the orange world where there's like a um. Where you you first gain the ability to like open those doorways that take you directly from the inside of one orb to the inside of another orb. Um, so mm. it involved like walking through the door to get into White World and then like teleporting back to uh, a space uh, in yeah. the Orange World. Yeah, yeah. Um... We can we should probably talk about like the different mechanics of the different orbs. Yeah. Um, uh, so the first one is the orange orb, where once you defeat the boss, it gives you the ability when you're carrying it, which most of the game you're gonna be carrying an orb, um, yeah, or like a good chunk of the game you're gonna be carrying an orb or several orbs nested into each other. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say sometimes one of the main things you have to do is get several orbs somewhere, and the way they want you to do it is to put the orbs inside the other orbs and then carry them as one orb, which is and sometimes convenient. you put the orb in the same orb. Yep. Yeah, sometimes you do put the orb in the same orb. I hated that section. God. Oh. <laughs> I, God, that I one agree. Was rough. 
Yeah, that one fucked me up pretty bad. At least they only <laughs> did it once. They they only had yeah. one orb within itself puzzle like puzzle segment, uh, and it's like okay, I I knew this was coming at some point. Once I fa saw the main mechanic, I'm like, oh man, at some point there's gonna be an orb that goes into itself, and we're gonna have yeah. to figure that shit. And they did do that, but luckily it's it's only one segment towards the end. <laughs> yeah, um, but the the orange orb uh, once it's powered up gives you the ability to walk on these specific, like, walkways, basically, that kind yeah, of... Yeah, little, little they, light bridges. Yeah, they basically, like, react to the energy of the orb and form in a radius around your orb, um, which is either you can carry them, or sometimes later on they have these little, like, robot guys where you put an orb on the robot guy and it follows you around. I love those little guys. Yeah. <laughs> which you can use to, you know, hold down switches and... They've yeah. got they've got uses. Um Yeah, so sometimes the... you have to you have to let it carry the orb and either make its own path or if like I think in at least one case you have to like very carefully walk across while the thing follows you with the orb because if you go mm -hmm. too fast then you will get out of the range of the orb and just fall off the bridge. Yeah. Um so that and and that's the thing about all of these mechanics is that I think with the exception of like the purple one. The purple one you use for all and it kind of goes away, but like the the at least the orange and the green orb mechanics like are going to be sticking with you for pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Um so what the the green orb does is it like transmutes matter from gas to solid. So you yeah, on a you toggle. have like a, Yeah. So if you have like a like a column of gas, you stand in it toggle it and it shoots you up to the top of the column um yep. or like it, it you know carries you across a, a gap or something like that i mean that's kind of what most of them are yeah um well, little little climbing toggles most of it is used to to get up or down vertical areas mm -hmm, yeah um the purple orb is like a, a self-teleporting thing um so anywhere where these like where there are these like purple like sack plants yeah f brain, yeah brain flowers yeah brain flowers something like that um it, as soon as you pick one up it just becomes the orb which yep. then gives you a lot of puzzles where you put the orb in a certain spot and it has to be there so you can do the thing and then you go on ahead and you pick up one of these flowers and it just becomes the orb you've got the orb again yep yeah you don't have to go back and pick it up i think the purple orb uh, puzzles were some of my favorites I agree. Yeah, um, it feels so harder. Yeah, it feels so like tricksy to like you know do a thing with an orb and then just run away from it and then be like, ha, 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 I got it back. You didn't think I? You thought I left it behind? I did not. <laughs> yeah, that and like the one of the other like kind of sub mechanics that comes with the purple orb mechanic is like you get a little like organic little guy like it's like one of those purple flowers but with legs and you mm -hmm. control it by like pulling on a oh, i don't like know like a squishy nerve thing <laughs> squishy bundle yeah yeah the squishy squishy bundle um and you like have to kind of i don't know you know move the thing around so that you can access it or so that other things can access it to a lot of the puzzles kind of involve like sort of automating things in your environment um but I liked I liked the little I I think I in my own head just referred to him as the deedler, the little <laughs> deedler guy. Yep. Um, and then yeah. the white orb 
gives you the ability to fire projectiles if you stand in a certain spot. Yeah. Or if you Uh, drop it into, like, a little turret thing. Yeah, you Um, can't just arbitrarily fire projectiles. Unfortunately. There are places where you can fire projectiles. And then there's a lot of, you know, like, karam the projectile off of, like, you know, angled surfaces kind of mm-hmm. things, or like get get it to shoot from the correct angle. There's a number of puzzles they do towards the end, which are like oh. you have a gun that can shoot from three possible angles into, uh, and you know, like at a thing, and you have to put an orb so the gun is shooting into the orb, but you have to fire it from the correct direction so when you come out of the orb, the shots are coming out of the orb in the correct direction to hit the target you need, and it's... Yeah. and and sometimes you're shooting things. Uh, from one orb into another orb, and then it goes from the other orb into a third orb. That is, they're all nested within each other. Yeah, um, and you have that, to time it yeah. right, and it's, it's yeah, intense. That, that set of puzzles was, like, I feel like that's the first chunk of puzzles that was really like, oh god, I don't I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, um, I, there was, the, the problem with those is that, like, the so so this is the thing that like Shanbo talked about once uh, I think on mostly walking, which is the like execution time of a puzzle. Right? There's like mm-hmm. the solve time of a puzzle, which is like how long does it take me to figure out what I need to do, and then there's the execution time of a puzzle, which is like once I know what to do, how do how long does it take me to actually implement this solution? Yes. And for those gun puzzles, if you had the gun facing the wrong way or you like missed your first shot sometimes it took a while to go back and like fix the puzzle state to be the way you needed it and like yeah. that was that was a little annoying that was yeah, definitely there was so nested yeah mm-hmm. and, and you um, gotta go in you gotta go into levels and then like pull the little gun nerve around so it fires from a different way and then you have to go back out two levels and like switch gotta, the little yeah, stand gotta, and... put the thing in the right spot yeah, that I was also, thinking about that exact thing for a lot of the game. Go ahead, Carl. It was a thing with the final puzzles. I, in general, I feel where it it came really hard to understand why I was doing things. Mm-hmm. Either I forgot why I was doing things due to jumping through so, so many, many hoops, steps. Yeah, yeah, or I wasn't clear what my goal was and that made them more confusing i think yeah sometimes the the result that figuring things out would have have was not like a hundred percent telegraphed like oh yeah like am i opening a door am i like what is what will happen when i do this thing yeah i remember a point i think it was the where you put the green orb inside the green orb Mm-hmm. And you kind of go back, come back, and then realize, wait, what have I achieved? I've yeah. spent like an hour yeah, doing that's this. Right. Why it, did I do it? Yeah, it gets you basically back to a spot you were at before, and you're like, wait, wait, I'm back here again. Why? What? What did I do? And it like what turns did I out. Do? <laughs> You're in the same place, but you have, like, slightly, you have, like, access to one of the orbs that you can now pick up in a way that you couldn't before, or something like that. Like, it's, it's like, a very small state change that otherwise is, I mean, it's cool that they, you know, reuse parts of the level like this, but yeah, I had the same thing where I was like, wait, 
what was I doing again? And I did, then I'm like, oh, right. I needed to do this because I was like out here. There was a thing I needed to do that required me to, to have this state. Right. But yeah, it took me a while to remember. Yeah. Um, also, you don't yeah. actually get any clear vision of the goal when you're doing these. Only when you get back can you remember what the goal is. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very like in the flow of the moment. Like, what is the next like single step I can do that will affect a change in the world? And yeah, I will just do that thing, which is, you know, I mean, I feel like kind of how this style of game sort of is, right? It's like there's one thing that can be completed next. Complete that next thing, and you'll you like at times completely lose track of the bigger fi picture. Yeah, which in a way, like it. It can be frustrating, especially when you're not really sure what you're trying, what you're actually trying to achieve in the moment. Um, but I, I almost always would rather have that kind of a puzzle than like, here's six things you need to do. We're not going to tell you that you need to do them in a specific order, but you can do them in any order. Like, oh, well, that doesn't like that gives me too many choices and I get overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, even if yeah. even if things were not super well conveyed at all times. You know, at least you're only really trying to do one thing at a time, which is helpful. Again, that just goes back to, like, gating off things that you don't need. Yeah. I'm taking some notes for myself so I remember things that I want to still talk about. Oh, um, yeah. Well, like, I'll just uh, say one thing that was basically yeah. just, like, a joke that I thought of while I was playing it, um, mm -hmm. in that the game gives me strong vibes of a wizard pondering his orb. <laughs> yeah, we and that's we also what I thought talked about. a lot about. We also talked a lot about orb pondering over here. <laughs> okay, good. And the yeah. dangers of it. Um. Yeah, the uh, the 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 aesthetic is a little bit. It's kind of like um, like uh, the the um, stonefly aesthetic meets um. That cool, like rollerblading in space black hole game that whose name I can never remember. Oh, um, Solar Ash. Solar Ash. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like Stonefly meets Solar Ash. Aesthetically. Yeah, Solar Ash is another one I was thinking of for a while. Also, a little bit of Creature in the Well in there in the boss fights mm -hmm. because they get like every boss fight I think has like a little tiny bit of like bullet hell. Kind I was of... gonna say, shall we shall we talk about the boss fights? Because <laughs> the boss fights for me were like. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's not that they felt necessarily out of tone. They are the only combat that you have in the game. Um and they are kind of slightly puzzly, but they tend to be more execution based that once you you know figure out what you're supposed to do is is which is pretty clear usually. Um they tend to be more execution based. And like mm -hmm. I had a real tough time <laughs> with a lot of these boss fights. And it's annoying to me because they're all multi-phase boss fights. And if you lose, you always have to go all the way back to the beginning and do all the phases again. There's no, like, phase checkpointing, um, which was, like, really disheartening for, like, some of the, the later one with, like, the one with the platforms that keep, like, being grown over and disintegrating. Um, oh, yeah. That, like, the I, I died many times on, like, the final phase of that. And I'm like, I got so far. Come on. I don't want to have to do that middle part again. Yeah, they get... they Especially since a lot of times um, 
the it, it felt like the boss fights could kind of be padded out with like it, you know you're waiting for the boss's state to change into yeah. like something where you can attack them or you're waiting for something to pop up in the environment that you can interact with what that will you know let you actually fight the boss um yeah. and then yeah if you if you screw up uh, you gotta do it all over again. Yeah, and the mechanics are all, you know, interesting. Um, like, there's some, like, dive-bombing ones, and, like, these these cute little, like, glide jumps, and, like, it, it, it all feels very good and very interesting, but it does, at times, feel, like, from kind of a slightly different game. Yeah, I think the one that felt the most in place was actually the last one, where you're not fighting the boss directly, mm-hmm. you're yeah. just, like, shooting at these kind of like rift rift spaces um to kind of like they're like these kind of like black rifts that are sort of backlit they look like they look like a rift um and you have to you have to shoot at them and turn them all white and you've got like i think i think you come back to this boss fight like three or four times four times because it's once for each orb um and and each time you come back to it, it's got like three different levels of having to do that, and each level is a little bit more complicated than the last. Yep. Um, and then you do like the we're gonna volleyball a a, a fireball between you yeah, and you do, the the thing. You do the Ganon the Ganon yeah. tennis match <laughs> as <Yeah>. it were. <laughs> yep. Um, and that one, I guess, to me, felt like the most in place because, like I said, most yeah, of the time you're not actually fighting it directly. It was about timing, but it was more of, of a cerebral timing than it was a like instinctive timing like it is for some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that oh, being said... Oh, go on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that being said, I... I th- I think, you know, minor frustrations aside, I did like most of the boss fights. I liked that they were all kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the aesthetics of the stuff. bosses are very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, yeah, really I alien. agree that it, they feel a bit out of place, but puzzle games have always had this hard time, like, controlling tension mm-hmm. in games. Or having like key moments and how to deal with those. Yeah, and so because you it's hard something. to it's hard to show a puzzle being more important than other puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you make it too hard, you risk having a like a big puzzle at the end that just is really hard, and then it takes everyone a, a long time to solve it, and then they just become really frustrated, and all the tension drains away because. <laughs> Like you spend so long being frustrated at this thing. Yeah. Yeah, or they just don't solve it <laughs> and like rage yeah. quit entirely. So yeah. not Or even not. worse, they look up the solution. Yeah. And, and now you that... lost them forever. Because now yeah, you're gonna but... keep looking up solutions. Yep. I think this also came up on Mostly Walking the other day. <laughs> the idea of like what is a, a boss puzzle, right? Well like what does it uh involve to me like I did really like the final, uh, like the very last thing they have you do is they show you a thing that is, shows you like the order of nesting the orbs and you have to just nest the orbs in that order. And something about that, fit, like it's not hard to do. Like once you understand what it is they want from you, it's very easy to go in and like nest the orbs. But mm-hmm. it feels very 
climactic somehow. I think because it's the only time you've nested like every single orb in a row in all the other orbs. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's, they, it's... they could have made like a proper puzzle of it. They could have made it hard to nest the orbs, but mm-hmm. it's like your final. I don't know. Here's your moment. Yeah, it's like it's almost yeah. like a victory lap, except that like it's not. It's before you do the end thing. It is the end thing instead of right after it. It's like yes, you know what to do. Do it. Ponder <laughs> your orb. Yeah, <laughs> that feels real good. Yeah. Um, yeah, when... I like that. That was just a nice little kind of moment. Yeah. Uh, one sub puzzle we didn't mention at all is there. So there's a lot of like little mechanics within each level. Um, some of them are level specific. Some of them kind of crop up uh, in various places. Uh, but in I think pretty much every level, there's like a little like tiny orange helper robot that you need to open doors, which side note, some of the coolest doors. <laughs> so there's like all these giant doors that open in interesting ways. Really freaking yeah, cool got, doors. Game's got good doors. Yep. Um, but yeah, so you have like this little orange robot guy, and you have to get the orange robot uh, at these little like summoning locations. And every single one of them has a like, here are five sigils, put them in the right order. And the right order is hidden somewhere in the environment. Uh, and I kind of, those really grew on me. I was kind of like, oh, this is gimmicky. But I sort of liked how they did it in a slightly different way each time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, the first one, I think the first one, like, soured me a little bit because I misunderstood. Uh, I think the first one is, like, they're all on a column that you have to rotate. Um, And I I misunderstood because I think I was going, like, bottom to top because, like, you Mm. see the bottom one first instead of top to bottom. And I was like, why isn't it working? This is the right solution. And it wasn't. And I was just dumb. But... (laughs) Yeah, some of them are really cool. Like, there's one where you you climb up behind the the little port, and they're just, like, these big structures off in the distance in the mist that it's, like, they're just there. They're in the order. Yeah, and in one of them, they're, like, hidden in the light bridge, and you have to carry the orange orb around to, like, see them. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like the reflection ones. Yeah, reflection in the water Mm -hmm. was a really good one. Like, it's, it's solid. They do a good job. Um, I liked all except for one, and it uh, was the one that only light up when you have, like, the green orb. Oh, yeah. And it, like, keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even Because I didn't understand which was the first one. Oh, you keep yeah. You keep using the green orb, and it Yeah, changes. that's right, and then it, it shows up, yeah, in the back. I, I remember. Um, yeah, that one was, that's probably the weakest of the lot, for sure. Um, and then you have this little thing, and it lets you, like, go back through some areas that had become closed off. And you have to sometimes, like, keep the little robot from getting eaten by things in the environment. <laughs> by, like, teleporting around different, in various different ways. Or Yeah, I think timing. my favorite one of those was, um... What was it? You... You go into an orb. You let the little guy get caught inside the orb then you go out the orb you carry it to another location you go back into the orb unstick it and then pop out and you're in the place where you need to be yeah 
yeah, there's that's the whole game is like that where it's like you can cleverly like sidestep certain things by being strategically in and out of orbs at different times. And it's it's a really cool concept. I really like that about this game. And it does it just it's it's it, it just makes you feel smart when you figure it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're really good at making you feel smart. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and which is it's interesting because especially because so many of the early puzzles are so simple, right? And you like when you start out you're like, "Oh, okay, I get it. You go in and out of an orb. That's like, okay." Um, but then by the end you're like, "Okay, so I'm in an orb that's in itself and there's I need this power, but in order to have this power, I have to, I need the orb from over there, but I can't get it through this part, so I got to go." <laughs> it's like Yeah. Yeah. You really twist your brain up. <laughs> lot of like 5d chess with orb uh yeah, yeah. also uh, i like the little the little floaty guys because i don't know i feel like any time in a game where you like give me responsibility of a small creature or robot <laughs> man that's it i'm 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 in it i'm in it for real yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair um the Yeah, this is true. This is accurate. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have we run out of things to say? Uh, do you guys have any particular like favorite environments or powers from the from the set? I mean, I I think like like you mentioned earlier, I think the most the most fun puzzles revolve around like the the purple teleporting orb. I think that was my favorite kind of set of puzzles. Um, because they were they were far enough into the game that they weren't like trivial, um, but they were not so far into the game that they were, uh, really really confusing, um, and and also they just again like you said it makes you feel tricksy like oh I got away with it, yep. um, which is a big motivator. So yeah, yeah, purple those orb. Are, those were my favorite puzzles i think my favorite environment is the green orb there was just mm -hmm. something very soothing about being in that space where it's all like yeah. natural and there's these big you know you're you're wading across these pools of water and it's just it's so pretty i i like the kind of like ancient jungle ruins aesthetic just in yeah. general and that felt like that yeah yeah i'm not sure i had a favorite orb yes i like the just jumping into worlds with orbs and stuff <laughs> as a mechanic. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the red one. Mm. So like, like when you realize you could, like, you unlock something and you could just go back with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a solid game, and the uh, just the the whole vibes, the the audio, the and the the art style and stuff is like, I don't know. It's it's very much its own thing in a way that feels like real cool. I like it when games try and do like something interesting visually. It's very yeah. stylish. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, definitely. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is they did a lot of just like this is just like purely an art thing, but they did a lot of really cool subtle things with just like reflective bits of material. 
Like you, you know, because the orbs glow. So you're carrying an orb, and there's just like little, little kind of like almost metallic particles in the floor, like speckles that are reflecting it, and it just, oh, it just looked so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I feel like immaculate aesthetics. You, you're, you're this weird little bug person. There's these weird little, the, like the the bosses are all these sort of big amorphous like geometric but slightly insecty thing mm-hmm. and there's like sometimes like your major like f- you know end game power up things are all these like ominous black geometric shapes in a way that's very cool yeah and then you become a a geometric thing a geometric bug man at the end yeah um <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of you come full circle back to where you started. Um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe all the maybe like all the bosses and creatures are just like gods, and you're fighting gods to become a god. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, it, it seems like every one of the uh, the moon ancestors you free also like looks like a miniature version of one of those and has its own orb, right? That like has a little world in it. Yeah. So, like, maybe those are the moon ancestors are like the sort of benevolent versions of those. Maybe the bosses are like corrupted things of of each orb. I yeah. don't know. It's or, cool. Or it's yeah, it's it, 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 it much much to ponder within this orb. <laughs> exactly. It's a very ponderable orb. That's what what more could you want in an orb? Honestly. <laughs> But yeah, you know, kudos kudos to the devs uh, for making a puzzle game that like g- could easily have gone so janky with the puzzle design, right? Like could could easily have been a mess, or you know, but they they didn't even really have a like restart from checkpoint like feature. Like a lot of games like this, you have a like hold down X to like go back to the start state of this puzzle, and they're like, no, 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 no. Like we have a checkpointing system, but we try. We have verified that we will not get you stuck. And I'm like, "Damn, hats That's off!" Confidence. I'm and impressed. The, the, well, well placed confidence, even. Mm-hmm. So good job, and once again, Annapurna <laughs> knows how to pick them. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. Are there any Annapurna games coming out? Oh, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm look. Yeah, I mean, there are. I'm just looking to see like if I I have not really heard of most of these, but that's fine. There's there's one called Ghost Bike coming out next year apparently, which uh, does Blade not Runner... have a Wikipedia page. Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth. Thirsty suitors. Oh yeah, the Lorelei and the Laserite is coming out. It's the it's the same people that did Sayonara Wild Hearts. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I gotta I gotta look up Ghost Bike. Ghost Bike. <laughs> because Oh, and the, the game the game to a T from the, the Katamari Damashi creator. Oh yeah. Um uh, that's a ghost bike. Ghost bike. Ghost bike. I'm like, oh, I'm fixated. Uh, from from Messhoff, who made Nidhog. Yeah. Oh, this looks 
fun. I don't know. I just I just see like bikes in a cool and it looks like Sable. Um which I liked Sable, so Yeah, okay. I'm in it. I'm in for yeah. it. I'm in for Ghost Bike. Yeah, there's some there's some cool looking stuff coming up. We yeah. are we are uh unashamed Annapurna fans here. <laughs> Maybe slightly yeah. ashamed. I don't know. I don't like to be a fan of a you know, large corporate group. But from from what I can see, they like they're doing a good job of like what I would hope every big like production company does, which is choose artists who are interested in the things they're making and passionate and have like cool ideas, right? Like to me, that is the the that is the role of a studio. That is what a studio is supposed to do. Like yeah. the, the role of the studio is not to like micromanage a product and make sure it gets made it's to like enable uh like interesting creatives to make interesting things mm -hmm. and, also uh, i did just see there's a that. there's a there's a tba game um developed by blendo which i don't know if you remember doing gravity bone and 30 flights of loving but that's that guy oh, so that's okay. that's exciting i like i like him he's good so anyway. what, what is this? it's a new one coming out or it's it's on the I'm on the Wikipedia list. It does not have a release date yet. It's in the TBA section, but uh, it's okay. called Skin Deep. Okay, so. yeah, here it's on their website. All right, lots of stuff uh, coming down yeah. the pipe in the future. But what's actually coming down the pipe in the near future, by which I mean the next time we record, uh, is Raft. Uh, we're going to be playing Raft next. Uh, by Redbeat Interactive, published by Axolot Games, uh, which are a Swedish studio and publisher. Um, yeah, Raft. It's a survival crafting game where you're on a raft in the middle of a, like, flooded post-apocalypse world. Um, which we have already played games like that, right? Because we did Submerged. Yeah. Um, there's, a, but... there's a sequel to Submerged, too, that I'm like, should I play it? Um... Oh. I don't know if we'll I don't know if we'll do it for the podcast. Yeah, I don't know maybe, if there's any interest. Maybe we but... can maybe we can do it for the pod. I like submerged. Uh but this yeah. feels different. That one was more um kind of narrative-y, I think, or mm -hmm. at least, you know, like sort of world ambiance. This one is more survival crafty. Uh it is kind of, you know, grounded and subnautica style where there is like a central linear plot that is the same every time. Um and your goal is to um you know, build build a radio so you can track radio signals and go to, like, get to the locations where the story is. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, and find the story. And yeah, then it's, you that's... know, a lot of, like, audio log type, audio diary type uh, storytelling. But it's um, fun yeah. because it, it, you kind of go between, like, I'm just drifting around, collecting resources, improving my raft, like, you know, building stuff up. And then whenever I feel ready, I go to where the next story beat is. Um, yeah, it's like the the tried and true, I I don't know, I guess nautical survival crafting game <laughs> uh, uh, formula, which yeah, and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was. Uh, this was a game that was in uh, early access for like a really long time, and is finally like out in its full version now. Um, Huck and I have been playing it together. It's it does have like I think. By default, I want to say up to four-player co-op. It may actually be more than that. Um, but it does have, like, built-in co-op if you want to play it with a friend. Um, 
and I, I believe it scales some of the things up as you get more people um, so that like, you know, you, it's, it's still a, a rewarding experience um, as you go. Uh, watch out for the shark. There is a shark that will yeah. uh, try and eat pieces of your raft if you don't have a way to, to stop it from doing so. And yeah. It's uh, there yeah. is a you know there is a wiki. Um, the one thing I was so far most of the stuff I feel like we could have kind of gotten from just like browsing through the menus and kind of um, trial and erroring thing. The one thing that's really non-intuitive, which I will just tell you guys right now so you know, uh, is vine goo. Uh, there is a, a crafting substance that you will see that is required for a lot of stuff called vine goo. You get vine goo by smelting seaweed. Okay, that's good um, to know. That is where it comes from, which okay. it should be called seaweed goo, but it is not. <laughs> or, or the seaweeds should be called vines, but they are not. It is you pick up seaweed and you can smelt it, and it becomes vine goo. Yeah, that's everything. Everything else I leave up to you to discover. Okay, but that uh, good. but yeah, for like feel I like I think this is one of those things where like if you like are curious about a, a recipe or something like that, there's like not a huge um shame in looking stuff up um there's like there's there's armor for for you and for the boat we didn't realize that there is armor that you can place on the raft a, in the tech tree somewhere until like way after we had unlocked it um cuz your little your little building tool has like a bunch of uh embedded submenus and i had not like gone through all of them uh and then i was like oh i wonder what other kind of floors i can build and i'm like armor for the raft what <laughs> That's that reminds me of um actually while while I was playing Cocoon, it took me an embarrassingly long time to figure out that if you're holding an orb and you stand in front of another orb that is placed on a pedestal, you, you can, can just swap, swap between them. I was <laughs> like, I gotta find somewhere to put this orb down so I can pick up the other orb. Um, yeah. yeah, but that, that took uh, me a moment as well. They probably yeah. should have put some like little thing towards the beginning where it's like there's nothing you can do but swap the two on one mm -hmm. pillar and just had you like learn that that's a thing you can do early on because yeah, yeah because otherwise you could you could theoretically i think make it through the whole game without ever having to do that Maybe um yeah it would have been i'm not sure there might be some parts maybe. in the end where you you have to do it that way yeah but yeah you definitely don't need to do it for a really long time yeah, um, which, but yes, I guess can, a last last thing about them. Cocoon that that has just occurred to me thinking about this. Uh, really, a game with like basically no tutorial. Like it it tutorializes oh, yeah. you by just making you do the things. Um, yeah. Which, considering how it, which how... is the tutorial, the which is the best yeah. kind of tutorial to be honest. Yeah, but like basically no text or anything. So really impressive how they managed yeah. to just get everything never, everything never conveyed. Never stops you to instruct anything, just like yeah. lets the mechanics speak for themselves, which is mm -hmm. very choice. Um, yeah. There's, you know, you got to make sure that the players do know what all of the buttons do. <laughs> like that's, but there aren't that many buttons in this. There's basically like move around and then the interact button and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And they kind of, they put it. you in a very, they put you in a very limited sandbox in the beginning until you figure out those buttons. Mm -hmm. So. All right, that's the last thing I had to say about Cocoon yeah, while I was no, thinking about it. Good. Yeah, it's good. Any other final thoughts on Cocoon or Raft or anything like that? I will say I'm like slightly skeptical that Raft will be 
uh, a fulfilling single player experience, but grounded was good if you turned on the the, the difficulty tiles. So oh yeah, I, I yeah, could, there is I could uh, be wrong. There are difficulty levels in this. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but I think the main thing it changes is just like Minecraft style, like what you drop if you die. Mm, um, okay. Because I think by default on normal you drop two thirds of your gear, which is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of gear. But also, yeah. like we didn't die that often, so like it was an extreme. So far, it's been like it is an extreme punishment when you die, and we've learned that when we are heavy with stuff, we go back to the raft and unload first. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like we because we haven't died that often, we've just kept it on normal. So. Um, that is cool. that is my warning. If you don't like to be like heavily punished for death conditions, uh, then maybe bump it to easy. <laughs> it may also have other effects. I do not know. Like it may affect your your hunger and thirst meter or something like that. But yeah, um, we'll figure it out. It is its thing, uh, and we will probably not be recording on this until sometime in the early new year. Um, just because, as mentioned, I am moving house, and the holidays are here, and you know, like the a few of the Sundays are like literally Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So like, yeah, Christmas we're not Eve gonna... and then New Year's Eve and then the the weekend, the Sunday following New Year's Eve, I'm gonna be out of town. Um, so yeah. I think uh, look look for us on I've got my calendar the 14th. I think is what of we're January for, of January. Yeah. So like uh yeah, like six weeks. It's fine. Yeah. So raft is long. Christmas break. Yeah, raft yeah, is long, Christmas but break. you got a lot of time to play it. <laughs> You got a lot of time yeah. to play it, and if you would like to, like, you know, play it over break and then come chat with us about it afterwards on the fourteenth, uh, you can totally do that. Um, yeah, because you... we have social media. Kind sort of. of. It's, you can find us uh, on Linktree, Linktree slash Feedback Force Podcast. There, it will link to uh, the Discord. That's the big one. Um, it'll give you the links to Spotify and SoundCloud, and also. Last but certainly not least, uh, Escher's Instagram. Yeah, if you want to see pictures of my gecko. Which I'm looking at right now. He's looking real cute. I've posted looking a few new ones lately. He did. Thank there's a very guy. cute. There's a very cute one of him looking like very sort of like the you know the. Uh, do you remember Surprise Gopher? The the like one of the oldest yes. memes. There's one of him <laughs> making that kind of face towards the glass very recently. That's good. I like I like this one of him just like sitting on a leaf with his yeah. his eyes real small. Oh, yeah. little, little man, little man. Okay, well that was guy. it. What do y'all got to plug? I don't got nothing to plug. I think that that is it. I think now all of our plugs are in one place because we've got uh we've got oh, the um, uh, if if you've tree. got a uh, a YouTube link for Blue California, I'll put it up there too. Oh sure. Um. um Let's see, YouTube. I wonder if I just go to YouTube.com and search Blue California. I think Blue California is a song, so I don't... Oh, yeah. Well, California Blue is a song. Uh, Blue California, let's see if Lee Grainer... Uh, oh, yeah, that's probably... That's probably... Yeah, so Lee, Lee Grainer has, uh, has their own um, YouTube channel. I'll find. Um, yeah, I'll find. I'll do that. And so good, the, good call. The, they are they are up there. The two episodes. Nice. So yeah, if there you want to see me playing as a bunch of seagulls, uh, you know, 
check those out. And then uh, when we come back in the new year, tune in on Wednesdays, uh, the first third and fifth Wednesdays of the month to uh, to check out Blue. Nice. All right. Carl, and you yeah. had me any, uh, I don't know, anything you want to plug? No, nah, I'm okay. good. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you wanna, oh. if you wanna come chat with us about our next game or any other games, or you wanna give us recommendations, do use the link tree and come hang out in our Discord. We are happy to chat with people. Awesome. Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, great. I think we I also will, uh, uh, got a couple end defenders lurking there now, from what I saw. Yeah, I did see oh. a couple. So yes, come come join us on the Discord, um, and I will update the link trees and. That's it. I hope everybody has a good uh, winter break, holiday break, whatever kind of break you call it, whatever you feel like. Well yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll see you in the New Year's. Have a good yeah, one, folks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.